so I've been thinking about this for a while. I think the Migos are Alvin the Chipmunks. <laughs> if, so that means Quavo is Alvin for sure, right? Like, is that Quavo is definitely Alvin. Right. Takeoff is Theodore. And he is. Wait, so... You don't think Simon is the more slept on? I feel like Simon you is the more You think Simon slept is slept on? I think he's the more slept on chipmunk. I feel like Simon got like the, the cult fan base. Like on the low. I feel like people love Simon. I mean, he got the glasses. He got the the blue tall tee. Offset. He does have a... But he's a franchise you know, he boy. He is a franchise boy. <laughs> I think Theodore is more in the cut. More quiet. He's kind of like the baby. I always look at... I don't know who's the oldest, but I always seem like Takeoff is like the youngest Migo. Yeah, yeah, he is the youngest. He, he is the youngest. So Migo. I give yes. him Theodore. Okay. So, but with that said, no one ever asked for like a solo Chipmunk album. No one was like, "Bro, I can't wait for that album, album, that album, album to drop," or like, "Is is Simon going to drop a solo?" It's strength in numbers, man. I'm saying, I feel like the the it's Chipmunks, the Chipmunks showed us you should do it in threes, keep it in triplets. I don't think I need a Theodore solo. You know, I don't need his Ric Flair drip. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Keep the keep the family close, Drake told us. That's, that, that is the wisdom that Arby tried to impart upon. He did. And I just, I can't imagine the chipmunks breaking up the same way I can't imagine the Migos. Oh, my God. Okay, so first of all, they're not breaking up. Uh, <laughs> you said shame on wait, you. Wait, hold on. First of all. Hold on, wait. Hold on. Before, before you go, uh, two years ago, I wrote an article about how, not that Takeoff and um, Offset was holding Quavo back, but... He just had the momentum of being like he had the momentum where all the guest verses allowed him to kind of be the Migo out front, right? So if he wanted to break out, this was the moment. I wrote the article, pit it out, went to the homie's house, did some shrooms. I'm high. Okay. Yeah. I'm high. I go to my timeline. And all I see is A-Track sent me an angry emoji. <gasps> and I was like, <laughs> what? And I didn't know if I was just high and I imagined it or if he was actually <laughs> was upset. And I was or like, was I was, and I had just like peaked high. So I was like, I can't even come down right now to know if this is real. And I didn't respond. It was just like sitting there staring at me, the red face <laughs> emoji. And I was just imagining wow, wow, A-Track reading wow. the article and being so mad he just sent the emoji. Like... <laughs> Like, no words, no nothing, just an angry this. emoji. And I was like, wow, like, he's upset. Because, you know, emoji means you're upset. Like, you don't say no words, but, no but, nothing. But why, I mean, <laughs> why upset. did A-Track take the Amigos article so personally? I have no clue, and I was too hot to ask. <laughs> I mean, I, I, was, I was like, I cannot, because I, I could not engage. At, with, yeah, at that point. At, at that point, no. And I never go in, went back and... and, and and hit him up like, hey, like, are so we, what was that about? Yeah, like, <laughs> were you really upset? Or are, are, are you got stock in the Migos? Are you, you working with them or something? I didn't know. So, wait, for context, was this before Culture came out? You said it was two years ago? Yes. I, I okay. feel like it was right before Culture came out. I think it might have been, Bad and Bougie might have been coming up. Like before, he even broke through, but it might have just been like a brand new single. Something was happening with the Migos. Why I wrote the piece, and I can't remember why. I have to go back and check. But it was about a cool two years ago when it happened. Wow. Yeah, and I never forgot it. I can't wait to see him, so I can be like, "Yo, we might see him in A3C." What was That's the deal? true. He was there last year. You know what? He should have been a man 
and approached you right then and there at the last year's festival. Because wasn't he here? He was, he no, he was up. here. Uh, rest in peace, Com- yeah. I say rest in peace to Combat Jack. Combat Jack interview A Track at A Three C last year. A Track, I'm out here. Holla at me. <laughs> Holla at me. Holla at me. Emoji man. Let's, let's sit down. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Smoke. <laughs> the emoji smoke. <laughs> This is the Something to Say podcast, by the way. Um, I'm Ja. I'm Yo. I'm Christina. <laughs> <laughs> and we are not the Migos. Then we are we most certainly not the Migos. Do, are so people really ready for the Migos to go solo now? Like, is that the thing? Like, after two albums, I mean, I know they put in a lot of work, mixtapes, all that kind of. But after like two real albums that made an impact, now are people ready? ready finally, do you guys say? remember a few years ago when they tried to drop some solo records? Like, okay. I remember a Quavo record came out. I bring remember. Us, bring us up to speed because I'm, I feel like I should know what you're talking about. I got. I have to go pull them up and see what okay. the records were. But I do remember it was like a very brief period. I think Quavo had a song produced by Monster Beats that came out. Offset had a record. And they were just like sprinkled out. It was very early on when they were talking about maybe the Migos were doing like solo records. So I thought that was going to be like the period where they were going to run it up. And nothing else came from that except, you know, they started doing, I think culture was the next phase. And then mm. they went into culture too. Mm-hmm. So I always feel like we get these rumors about the Migos going solo and then we never get like concrete proof or anything that looks like a substantial rollout. They just maybe do a record here and there, do a couple of features, but then they always end up back together. They do. Because they're family. And that's how they sound good. Like, right. I just, I don't know, man. Like... I think each of them are individually talented, but like solo is different. It, I just don't know. I just don't understand maybe what the what's the benefit of Amigo going solo. Wasn't at there this point? a Can debate? Any of them be bigger? Was there that? wasn't there a debate last year about like oh which Migo was the best Migo? Because I feel like well that, yeah yeah that was that was definitely a thing that people argued about for a little bit last. I hated year. that by the way. Why like, do you feel like that was like? No, like my idea of a rap beef is when, like for example, Andre and Three Thousand and Big Boy argue. Like, no, you're the better rapper, and they do it in between like two different interviews. Like Andre the Three Thousand will tell GQ, like you know, Big Boy is the better rapper in the group, right? Like, uh, Bigos did something very similar, had a culture too, where they're all sitting together with, with Ebro, and then Quavo's like, you know, like Takeoff's the best rapper in this group, right? Tego's like, no, no, I'm not, like, nowhere, whatever. And the Offset, like, was like, you know, in Gwinnett County, Takeoff is the best rapper. That's my favorite type of beef, where it's just like, no, <laughs> you're the best. No, you're no, the it's best. You. It's just modesty all right. around. But it's so sweet at the same time. I still think Offset is the best Migo, but that's just my wow. Own I feel wow. Like, <laughs> I feel like it depends on the setting. I, that's just I my feel own like personal. it's, I don't know... Has Offset ever gave us like a classic hook? Bad and bougie. A what are you talking hook? about? No, 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 I mean outside of that. I'm talking outside about like that? like as a feature. Like outside the Migos, like Offset's on a record and they got they called him for the hook. Yeah, Ric Flair drip doesn't count. No. I'm talking about like a feature. Cause oh, I, that's what I'm okay. saying. Like it all depends to me, it depends Something on that isn't his record. Yeah, that's not his record. But we call Offset because he's gonna kill this. I don't I mean, think people call him for that reason. Is he, I was no. saying, is he a hook? But, is he a hook man? But that's what I'm saying. Guy. There is amigo for everything. So like, if you want a hook guy, you call Quavo. 
I feel like he excels in that space. For sure. When he doesn't phone it in. You know, if you want like a feature that's going to get killed, you call Offset. Uh-huh. And I have not quite figured out Takeoff's place outside of like the Migos. Like who's like if you needed Takeoff, what would you call him for? Hmm. Just like for something, bro. That's the I thing about Takeoff. He's just very selective with how he spends his time. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just sends out his other two relatives because he's like, I don't want to oversaturate the market. Mm. You go out. And then meanwhile, he just stays at home and just keeps his brilliance to himself. It's That's my Takeoff take. I'm pretty sure Takeoff's the best 2K player out in the three, though. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> Like that's not. I'm not he has playing. Has time to like master right. all like, the special moves and the Yo. crossovers and oh like all the intricate layups. His game's crazy. I know it in my heart. Well, I guess that's the thing, right? Like you said, there's a Migo for everything. That doesn't lend itself to like a solo, like a solo career. That lends itself to I can do the verse, but maybe the hooks won't be so great. I can do a great hook, and maybe the verses will kind of just be forgettable. I can. If I'm take off, I can just, you know, I can give you a good 16. I can give you a good feature, but maybe I don't have 15, 15 tracks of this. <laughs> I, I don't in know. My system. I don't think I want 15 tracks of any Migo in particular. In particular, right. That'd yeah, that's my like, thing about it. Yeah, I don't know if I want that much of any of them as it, solo. If they're going to do solo, they got to give us the Kanye treatment. I need seven songs. Give us seven a songs. Short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a short. I'll take a short. I'll, I'll take a yeah. short, and that way I can put them all together like the Ray Shimmer album. 21 songs. Yes, Boom. and that's good. Yeah. But you guys remember when they did the um, Llama Llama Red Pajama freestyle? Of course. Yeah. That confirmed for me that they could not have done that by themselves. Oh, my God. If you would have picked one of the Migos there to <laughs> yeah. tell that story, it would have sounded ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, right. You put them three together, and it was poetry. Right. Amigo yeah, song yeah, requires yeah. minimum two Migos, one to do the verses <laughs> and one to do the ad-libs. Right. Yeah. You can't. And you intertwine however you go from there. Right. Right, right, right. It should be at least like a two Migo quota. Bef- like if you're going to record a song with the Migos, you need at least two Migos. Right. At least two Migos. I mean, it sounds like that's what Ape Shit was. Right. It sounded like maybe, I know Quavo said he did it. I think Quavo said he did that song the same night he did Stir Fry. Which he is, did. Which he is did. crazy. They, they um because it was Pharrell that did both productions. Right. They recorded both songs in the same night and then... Ape shit technically wasn't done, but Pharrell being the, um, I guess, like the guardian that everyone needs, he was like, oh, don't worry, I'll keep it safe. And then Quavo's like, cool, tight, I'll be back for it. Next thing you know, Pharrell calls him back, is like, hey, I got some for you. And Quavo's like, what? And then it turns out to be poof. Yes, the the Beyonce and Jay-Z song we all know today. Wow. I need that in like fan fiction form. (laughs) <laughs> because like that's some like a mythical story. Yeah. <laughs> Frail the Guardian calls him. I have something for you. I mean, that's the hell of a year, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, nah. you, you get off a of stir fry and you get off a of Beyonce Jay Z record, like, right? But that song sounded like it was. It sounded like Takeoff got left off of that one too. Because all I yeah. hear is nah. he, Offset. He got Takeoff. Uh, he got took off Slide too, right? That Calvin Hel- Calvin he Harris did. record, yeah, with uh, Quavo and Frank Ocean and Offset. Damn, man, his name is cursed. Yo, what if like, he No, is. it's okay. He it's has like, the best moments in culture too, so I'll take it. He does. 100%. No, I, I, I'll give you that. Like he had, like I feel like culture too was like, all right, bro. Like don't play with me. Like <laughs> let me do what I do. The back to back of too much jewelry and and uh gang gang. It's yeah. like that's it. I would like a only take off version of culture too. I would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. That would be his solo album for me. 
just his, take his, all his uh, verses. He's made men verse. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. He's exactly. he's. I can understand if you say he's the nicest Migo because I feel like when he's in the pocket, like he goes. He's on it. Yeah. He goes. Yeah. But I think Offset just has like highs. Like his highs mm-hmm. are so high that it's very hard to like overlook when he's in his bag. Yeah. And then of course you know. There's just certain records I think just don't work without Quavo. Right. Like, you need that there. Yeah. So that's why, like, I feel like keep them together. Like, don't break up Voltron. Yeah, it's just, like, just stay just together. It doesn't. Like, have, we, have there ever been, well, I guess, all right, well. I think I know the question you're about to ask. Has there ever been a group where solo records have actually worked? Is that what you're about to ask? Well, I mean, there's been some cases where, like, I mean, you could say, like, Raekwon and Ghostface where you can say Method Man worked mm-hmm. as, as, like, individual entities outside of Wu-Tang. You, mm-hmm. you can say that, um, after that, it gets real. <laughs> I mean, I would say, I mean, you uh, say Prodigy is a solo artist outside of Mob Deep. I mean, there's only two of them, but. Right. I think we could argue over the extent that Speaker Box and Love Below worked without mm, cast. Can you? I guess. I would say I, so. It depends. Because, like, I feel like, um, I don't know. There's, I think a lot, I think based on the critical reception that I read when I look back, it looked like people seemed, they felt like they learned a lot more about who Andre 3000 is than big boy but people mm. were still debating like well which is the better record and they seem to have like a lot of fun like debating over like which is the better which half the better you know that's a nice like mix up of who loves love below and who loves speaker box they're so distinctly different and i guess that's my problem with the amigos is are they different enough to mm. make us appreciate them by themselves that's the question i have yeah i mean i i'm leaning toward no but i you know, I just think that's how they sound the best is together. Now, I mean, if somebody, if it's like an artistic ego thing of like, no, nah, I just want to do my solo thing to let everybody know that I can hold it down by myself. If, you know, if it's that kind of thing, then okay, you know, do your thing, I guess. But I just think the music won't sound better. Any of them solo, the music won't sound better than them as a group. Okay, maybe we're just being resistant, but let me be the devil's advocate here. How okay. did you all react when... Um Without warning, and then like Huncho Jack, Jack Huncho Jack dropped. Totally different response for me. Completely different response. I was in New York when Without Warning mm-hmm. stopped, and I first listened to New York. I listened for listened to Without Warning on like the whatever, like the four train coming from Brooklyn into Manhattan, and I was like, oh shit, like because at that point I wasn't really all the way a hundred percent on Savage. Okay. And that whole thing just changed my whole outlook on it forever. I was like, <laughs> this project right here is where I get on board with the 21 Savage machine. <laughs> like, and I'm sure there's probably people listening to this like, you didn't like, it's like, I just. Whatever, he's just, he's finally like caught up with CNN and has started making CNN jokes like the Kim Jong-un yeah, yeah, bombs. Yeah, That's yeah, where yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh, I'm signing <laughs> right. yeah. up. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. But uh, yeah, so when that album came, when the Without Warning came out, I was like, oh, this is crazy. And when Huncho Jack came out, I took my time listening, getting around to listening to it. And when I finally listened to it, I was like, uh, I can't believe how bad that album is. Huncho Jack? Yeah. Yeah, that one didn't hit. I just needed seven pick up the phones. 
Like that's yes. crazy. That I don't know how y'all made a perfect song and then not. And then did, did and just else. didn't do that over and right. over again. I just couldn't believe it. Or just birds sing. They have so many records where it works. Sloppy Toppy is another one where yeah. I was just like, where are these songs? Mm-hmm. This is the same Travis, is the same Quavo, but like every record on there just feels so out of place. Yeah, it was weird. Like I don't know where the chemistry was where the even like the thought process of like how we want to approach this because it just seemed like they just did a bunch of records and just threw it out well did they do the i mean i know people have various opinions about what a time to be alive i personally like what a time to be alive but did they try to do that and it just didn't work i feel like even if you don't like what a time to be alive i think there's a certain measure of objective like okay that kind of worked because you're, you're at a public, in, um, you're at a Hawks game and like Jumpman comes on. And Jumpman on comes on and, and, and you're just, doing your thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, to a certain extent, it worked. Yeah. And so I was like, did they try to do that? I never heard the story of Huncho Jack. Or did they yeah. actually lock in to do these records for like months and months? Or was well, it like, here's the, 10 days we have free. Let's just. I mean, the fact that you're asking that question, I kind of says all that we need to know. Right. Yeah, right. Because like. You know, what is time to be alive? Sounds like. Drake flew down from Atlanta and felt like a fish out of water. Cause it's like, here's future and here's all his friends. Here's good <laughs> friends, Metro, Southside, yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> and Drake is just listening. And that's fine. That's fine. Maybe they went to Onyx and then recorded Plastic Bag immediately after. Right. I don't know. Ooh, plastic Bag. That's right. what I think. And, and, and uh, Scholarship. Oh, man. <laughs> God bless Look, scholarship. the thing is, him and Drake have to be like on the same plane because whenever like they're trying to get outside of that, like when Future is really talking about seeing all his demons, and Drake's just kind of like, they're just the I weirdest got, like, friends. Like they're just the oddest couple. It's so strange. Well, they, to me, they have a thing the same way like, like how Wayne used to say, "Angel and the Lion." Yeah, yeah. Drake is like the angel and the like. Uh, witch or the, the angel, <laughs> the the, or the angel and like the boogeyman. That's a bar. Or like you know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, that's about accurate. That's, that's what you're gonna get from Drake, and that's what you're gonna get from Future. Oh, speaking like, of Drake, this has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but I'm just amused by this, and so I just want to get it out now. So I spent last night like five minutes before I went to sleep searching like a light on Twitter. <laughs> Have you done this? No. no. If you search like a light, I would say matter, matter to make it more specific, search like a light Drake and just see all like the gifts that people made for the part on sicko mode where Drake and Travis go back and forth with like oh man, it's amazing. <laughs> I was I yo, that is some funny shit. I was tickled by that last night. And I'm like, how does Travis and Drake have a better chemistry than Travis and Quavo? Like, to me, it's just to be very easy for them to tap in and do, like, seven or eight records that are fire. And then you got this Drake record. Knowing Drake hates Kanye right now. And he could still give Travis this A1 verse, this A1 moment. Yeah. I was just disappointed. But the cover's amazing. That uh, Jack Honcho cover. Oh, yeah, the artwork oh, is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Dope t-shirt. Right. <laughs> I was like, y'all wasted this amazing cover on a mediocre album. Oh, T-shirts disappointing. We'd play music, right? <laughs> I'm mad. Uh, Takeoff didn't find him a partner to do a like a joint album with. 
Who would be a good he, partner for Takeoff? He was supposedly doing something with Lil Yachty, but to be honest, I don't think I want that. Mm-mm. I did mm-hmm. not want that. No, that's no, no, no. I don't no, want no, that. Yeah, no, let's no, no. let's rewind this and never even speak that. Like I don't even want that <laughs> to be in we'll the go world. Back and edit that. That's, that's not, not even, even make it into existence. It's not even a shot at Yachty. I just don't think that makes sense. At no, you know. I think um, who would be a good who would be a good fit for for Takeoff? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. You know what? I think I would like Takeoff and Slim Jimmy. Ooh, interesting. I think I would, I would do a Takeoff and oh, okay. Slim Jimmy tape. Mm-hmm. I would be all the way produced by Mike Will. I would be yeah. here for that. Yeah. yeah Such yeah, an yeah, interesting yeah. tag team. That would be a solid. You know I'm Slim Jimmy Hive. <laughs> right? No, you know I'm Slim Jimmy Hive. Right, right, right. No, I can see that. In retrospect, how do we feel about the Shrimp albums? Like, because they kind of did the solo thing this year, right? They decided they were going well, to. Well, I mean, if you look at the flow chart, it required a flow chart. Do, did you all see this when yeah, uh, he, Sway Lee <laughs> got on Twitter and he <laughs> had on the easel paper and right. was like, listen. Like a Venn di- a Shrimp diagram? It's very simple. A Shrimp diagram. I think that's what it was called, a Shrimp diagram. It was like. Mad circles interlocking and songs. And, uh, he was trying to explain which songs, which on which record, and it was very simple. And by the end of it, I think I was actually like more confused, confused over sure. like which song. I was like, Well, they didn't what? do us any favors either because, like, so when you when I play the album in my car, mm-hmm. the song is like there's a million titles, so it's like Ray Shrimmer, the song title, right. Slim Jimmy featuring Ray Shrimmer featuring Slim Jimmy. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? That's the only solo album Slim I Jimmy want. Featuring, right. <laughs> Slim Jimmy featuring like Ray Shrimmer and right. Slim yeah. I'm like, yo, man, listen. <laughs> Y'all, come on, bro. Like, it was too much. It was too much. It was a lot happening. I know. They I know. It's very confusing. But they made they wanted to make it abundantly clear that they're not breaking up. <laughs> right. And that's kind of cute actually. They can't cuz they're brothers, but right. still. <laughs> why didn't anything did Why why didn't anything really work off of Shrimp album? You mean besides a uh, Power Glide? I guess it didn't. Well, Power Glide, yeah, Power, Power Glide worked. Power but Glide even was a God, single though. Favorite, right? single, it was a, it was a single and I felt like it burned real hot real quick. Uh-huh. But like I don't like I, I like those records off there. I like, yeah. I like Michael Cena. I like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I like oh, what's the future record. Uh, uh, hold on, I'm about to tell you. Uh, I feel like there were moments on the entirety of that trilogy that felt like a little too similar to one another. There was like a couple songs that like bled into each other. There but, were definitely like shrimp songs. But other, but like as far as like the actual vibe, I was like, if this had been shortened down. Mm. If we could have somehow brought this to a double album, I think I'd be very happy. I guess it's my favorite with Amigos. Like, is it going to be too similar where we'll just like kind of wish you guys just did one or put them all together in, in a kind of package that just makes sense for the group? I don't know. But I also think that we just kind of burn out albums quicker now. It's way too much music. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. way too much music for anything. Like, unless you have a big, big moment, it's very hard for anything to stick. Mm-hmm. I think I think right now like the hardest time for anything to stick because even with Travis like I think sicko mode is the one that's going up right now mm-hmm. yeah. but only like the second half because mm-hmm. you know it's like five minutes it's like three songs in one yeah like, but you're pretty much spending 
That intro was about to be something. It was phenomenal. Going I can't even imagine. I, I hope, I that hope they drop it. Yeah, I hope that exists somewhere, whatever that was oh. about to be. Because, <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, yo. It was one of like the most exciting moments that just got taken away from me this year. Snatch. Oh, my God. Like, I was immediately so from amped. And then, like... And you know I'm doing the one listen review, so I'm like confused. I'm like, Yo, <laughs> what is? What the it's like, did the song change? I thought the album might have skipped. Right. I was like, what happened? And is it because the whole vibe changes? Travis is on a whole different beat. You would think the song changed, and then Drake comes back in at the end. That's yeah. just like, Ooh. it's bizarre, but it's also like wonderfully bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone on you with the pick and roll. Younger flame here in sickle mode. This here with all the ice on in the booth at the gate outside when they pull up they give me loose yeah jump out boys that's Nike yeah boys. no I think like listening to Travis album was like watching American Horror Story where it's like so there's like some cool amazing cinematography but there's some deranged like psycho shit happening and like it's dope. Like I think the whole concept, I think you pulled it off pretty well. From the fact that it's called Astro World to just sonically how it sounds to like this is the, definitely the features, like my like, favorite Travis album. Yeah, I'll listen to this album like consist like regularly. I'll listen to this album. There's songs on here that I want to hear on a regular basis. Yeah, like and that's not usually the mode for Travis for at me, all. At least for, yeah, for me, I've always liked Travis beats. Yeah, I've never been into Travis. Like message or like what he's trying to say. Okay. And I felt like he put a lot of effort into the rapping. I thought so too. Like I could, I, to me it was noticeable because I listened to all of his albums. I don't play them all the time, but I've listened to them several times. Uh -huh. And I was never impressed by the bars or even like the delivery. And there sure. was a couple times on this album where I was like, "Babyface, huh? Okay, okay, <laughs> all right." <laughs> Like there was some cocky lines where I was like, "Oh, Travis is talking shit." I know. <laughs> like, I was like, "Okay, right, right, like, it's cool." And then yeah, like on top of that, I feel like I would. I used to be very hard on Travis Scott in general, but this is when I think, looking back, I feel like this is somebody who knew very clearly what his influences were. He just hadn't worked or synthesized them enough to where like he could create his own sound. Like I saw the hodgepodge and like so many other people, I just accused him of like swagger jacking. But then Rihanna's anti-tour like comes to Atlanta and Travis Scott is the opener. And basically his set the entire time was just him running through the crowd of like Phillips Arena. <laughs> He's just like running in. And then I was like, I feel one over somehow. And that's when I came to realize that no matter what he did, it's just about a vibe and just it's calm just down. It's, it's, it's fine. 100%. But that's okay. Like, I'm okay, okay with things just being a vibe. And yeah. you just, you know, you catch a wave and it's like, I like this for this reason and this reason alone. That's all it takes. Like, I don't, this is, sometimes it doesn't require more than that. Right. It took me three albums to just get it because I was super critical. I think signed to Kanye, signed to T.I., I'm expecting somebody exceptional. Right. And then he opened his mouth. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? Like, wait a minute. I was so, when I heard Al Ferrell for the first time, I was hot. I was like, y'all wasting my time. Right. <laughs> like, like, send them back. I don't know Did you I, invoice Grand Hustle? Listen. I should have. You know what? I'm going to start doing that, though. If you waste my time labels, I'm sending invoices. Perfect. Do not waste my time. So, wait. So, when you heard Days 
before rodeo, what did you think? Did you see like a growth? Did you see like okay, this uh, might could be something, or it still wasn't sold? I was. That's when I knew. I was like, I'm looking at the next DJ Khaled. That if he picked all his features and executive produces albums like this and didn't rap, I would listen to it. Yeah. Because I didn't want like a Travis rap album. I wanted Travis to executive produce a Young Thug album or mm-hmm. a Migo album mm-hmm. or a Pee Wee Longway album, mm-hmm. but not to rap. Boy, would he would give Pee Wee Longway. Yo, that's what I'm saying. <gasps> I, I really do think I really think Boy. Travis is like a great executive producer that wants to be a rapper. Because, I mean, even outside of just, like, he pits producers together. He pits rappers together. All the features really land on Astro World, But, like, all his albums, he always figures out who needs to be where. I think that's a great year for executive producer. But I think Astro World is when I was sold on Travis Scott, the artist. Like, mm-hmm. full yeah. circle. But it took, I saw him at Rolling Loud this year. It, going to the show and kind of seeing the actual, like, rodeo. I was like, I get it now. Like, some music is for you to be inside. Travis is for you to be outside. Oh, like, absolutely. When you, when you hear these 100%. records outside, it's, it's a complete... Like, you don't even care that you don't... Like, uh, he didn't say anything. It doesn't but matter. But the reaction... Like, being what getting, at like, your yeah. laptop, listening through your earphones is probably the most miserable Travis Scott listening yeah, yeah, experience yeah, yeah, yeah. you can ask for. And it's still not even that bad. It's just, like, right. that's absolutely not ideal. No. Mm-hmm. Not the... When I've only seen Travis once, and that was when he opened for Kendrick on Dan. Oh wow! And but I feel like I saw him in like a tainted crowd because mm. the show was in Duluth and it's like you know there's like nine year old white kids here. There's no. You know, they're, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me and my buddy went to get something to eat at this some bar next to the arena and we were in there and there was some families in there and I guess like I guess we stood out. <laughs> in comparison to some of the other people that were there, so they just asked Shame us like, you, "Are you guys going to the con? Do you know what time? Uh, do you know what time the concert starts?" And I was like, "I mean, the ticket says that the doors open at whatever nine o'clock or eight thirty, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Do you know what time Travis is going on?" And I was like, "You're asking me about Travis, <laughs> but whatever the case is, but there was like a lot of suburbia at this show." So there was a, I guess there was like some raging going on for people who were Travis fans who probably had on the floor closer seats. But I need to see Travis, like you said, outside. Away from suburbia, Away from suburbia and like just where people are going to lose their shit when Mama Sita comes on. And then so I can just see like the violence go on and the people burning and the whole thing. Man, I I would love to get a Rich Gang album. Executive produced by Travis Scott. Oh, how about that? That would have been something. A million dollars wasn't enough, though. Clearly, was it not enough? A million dollar bribe from Gucci Mane was not enough. I mean, he knew his worth. I guess it was. I really wonder what happened with those two. Like, what's like, what's the real issue? How did it fall apart? I don't know. Because I still remember when they were talking about being like the next outcast. Is it baby's fault? It's probably Bert. Come on, how could it not be? <laughs> he sabotages everything. Right, I just feel everything like, he touched. You answered your own question. I just feel like if he's there and the shit was supposed to go one way and didn't go that way, then maybe he did something. And- I interviewed Rich Homie Kwan like earlier this year, and that's like the absolute wrong person to ask about this stuff because he was just like, you know, that's still my guy or whatever. Like, right. and like that's the nicest person of the whole equation. So I was just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna get an answer about right. this. Like, it's not gonna happen. But yo, that Rich, listen, guys, I just really love group albums. I just really love groups. I love rap groups. Like, what is it about the group? Like, what is it that you? 
I think there's a just like a palpable energy that you just don't get from somebody who wants to be like a post Malone rock star. It you know, mm. sometimes it happens, but you know, like it it ends up being like this balance of like ego, which is very much like in rap, and then some I guess humility for like a lack of better word, because with the group you have to do something that's even harder, which is like constantly having to figure out like how to function and like work with other people and then to make it sound fun like on top of that. Like right. that's yeah. actually really fucking hard. Yeah. It's extremely difficult. Which is why the Migos work. I think Culture is such like a fun album. Culture 2 is a fun album. They're able to sell us like this experience of these three guys just having like the time of their lives. Migos always sound like they enjoy themselves. And I think that's why we enjoy their music so much because it doesn't seem like we're going to work. Like, no, right. my boys, we're going to make some songs, eat right. some stir fry. It's going to be great. <laughs> and I always feel like that's what makes the Migos records, like, infectious. is because they seem like they're enjoying themselves. Right. So we enjoy them, too. Yeah. My, my only critique of the Migos has always has just been that I wish they performed the records as enthusiastically oh as they record the records. Oh, wow. Yeah. We can't, like, we can't deny how bad of a reputation they have for yeah no they have a bad reputation for shows and it's like it is what it is at this point like we all love the songs mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you know they're there and we're excited to see them and we're gonna we're at the show so we're gonna rap the words anyway so we end up doing you know some heavy lifting on our side right. yeah the, the audience goes but like the songs are that good where it's like you're not gonna get any backlash. I don't not any serious backlash. Like I think the Migos can always get their shows booked because there's so many records they'll go through and it'll be a sellout every time. I mean they're about to tour with Drake. This Drake tour is gonna right. be ridiculous. It's gonna be insane. I can't even imagine what the staging is gonna be about because now they have to take it there. Yeah, uh-huh. you already set it up as a theme. You gave us the walking like you talking video. You gave us this flyer, this <gasps> old school looking promotional for the tour. Aubrey and the Three Amigos. It's a thing now. Yeah. So like now you have to deliver. So uh-huh. now I'm expecting this tour to be like, okay, like I, let me yeah, see. Yeah, gonna take it there. Yeah, let me see you take it there. Like let me see you go. Cause, yeah, you know the reason that you're the Three Amigos. Not that I mean Drake is Drake, right? But the three like. They're as big as Drake as a unit, right? Uh, well, they uh, were at the least at the time when Culture 2 came out. They're they're big. Definitely big. I don't know if they're big as I Drake. Just, do you guys know the movie 8th Grade? Have you guys I heard, heard of the movie. This? I saw the director get interviewed about this movie. Okay, so yeah, week. it's a stand-up comedian, Bo Burnham. It's like his directorial debut, and it's like the critical Hollywood darling of the moment. Like, it kind of emerged from Sundance. And um, it's about eighth grade, but it's specifically like it's they cast actual eighth graders to play the roles of like this girl who's like trying to find confidence by way of creating her own YouTube channel where she's like she's telling people how to be confident when she doesn't know how to be it. Anyway, all that is to say is that one of the teachers. um, One of the teachers that one of the last teachers she sees before summer breaks out, like does a dab. Like, that's how big Migos got. <laughs> that was the whole point of that. 
I was waiting for the thing had, to land. I was, I, I was I like, had no idea where that was like, going. I was just like, hold on. I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, wait, what's about to happen? I had. But all this was to say is like, this is in the midst of like suburbia sallies. You know, the people who you encounter like in Duluth or everything. That is the idyllic they know, grade yeah, that they're yeah, depicting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know but, the, but the teachers know what a dab is. Oh, for sure. That was a Absolutely. wonderful full circle because I had no idea where you were going. <laughs> I was like, how did we get to eighth grade? Eighth grade kids. Yeah, I was th- in my mind. Like, I'm like, yo, or one of them is like Quavo in this movie. Right? Like, did he like tell me he didn't like bully a child? Like, I don't. But also, this movie is really sweet. But at that moment, I just like died because I was like, y'all have no idea. Zero. What just happened? Zero. I, I got. I got two points. I feel like we need to do an episode about the best trap rap performance. Like, what trap rappers have the best performances? Because I think none of them do. I really think like the Migos being bad performers is like a long lineage of trap rappers not being good. It sucks too because like yeah. the first time I saw Migos perform live, I mean Offset was still in jail. This wow. is like as Versace is taking off, and um, I had to tr- I had to follow them for a story. We went to a club in the South Side, like I think it was in Riverdale, um, but it's like they're just in a club stage. And it's like them and like 20 other dudes. And then it's just like me in a sweater vest. And like, they're like, just get up there. Like, it's fine. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, we're all like, we belong together. Arms wrapped around each other. And they're just performing like Chinatown. And everyone's like dripping in sweat. But I remember they did all their vocals. And it was like the best show ever. And so like to see them give less fucks as years gone, gone on, like, it's made me sad a little bit because I was just like, man, I remember that was so good. Well, you know what? To their in their defense, maybe that has something to do with their level of comfort in those venues as opposed to being on a big ass stage. Where it's not that they can't like command the stage. I mean, there's three of them, and I think, you know, I think they all have a level of stage presence. It's just they're very relaxed, mm-hmm. and their music is very up. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. And it's like. It's a good point. Like if the, if those were Buster Rhymes songs, Buster Rhymes' heart rate would be like some <laughs> through the roof shit. Like he Love would be losing his mind up there. Right. How come Buster Rhymes never gets crap for being a mumble rapper? By the way, because oh. his, line, his <laughs> rhymes were damn. damn. Oh, that was hot. His rhymes are literal gibberish. Wow. That was. Hot. You've been sitting on that take for a second, huh? You've been, you been waiting for the right opportunity. <laughs> She's been waiting for like six months for someone to mention Buster Rhymes. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. That was scorching hot. Wow. Buster Rhymes take. Oh my that god, was, that was like. That was like. You know, you know, it's funny though. I thought about this the other day, like. I wonder what the conversation was like when Chris Brown cut Look At Me Now and they were trying to decide who to put a rap feature on. It, at that time, it was probably like, you know, okay, you get Wayne or whatever the case is. Right. Or, um, you know, I guess, the, you know, maybe you try to send it, to, or Jay-Z would have done that shit. Because at, at that point, that was after the Rihanna thing, wasn't right. it? Right, yeah, yeah. I don't think he would have done it. He, no. Nah, he wouldn't have done that shit. No. But they figured out, they're trying maybe, to do it. In my mind, Kanye. I'm looking at the, I'm listening to the, I'm making the meeting in my mind that I'm saying, okay, they're going through this list of rappers and someone like offers Buster Rhymes. Like, I wonder if they balk at it. Like, Buster Rhymes? Why would we put Buster oh, Rhymes? You know, like somebody, somebody probably balked at that idea and when it ended up happening, like, I'm not, I'm not saying he saved Chris Brown's career, but like, <laughs> he gave Chris Brown like, a moment on he a did. record that probably would have been a hit anyway, but like, 
Buster but gave him something. only among like the Chris Brown consortium. Yeah, maybe under yeah, but like that verse turned into like a whole thing. It turned right. into a challenge. That was what probably yeah. one, like the low key. Like, uh, Angie Martinez. Angie, yeah, the Angie Martinez killed it. <laughs> she killed it, and I was like, oh wow, this is the thing now. I'm pretty sure whoever did it was like a bitch, fan, like a big fan of Touch It. Oh, it was yeah, just like absolutely. Touch It remix. Yeah, 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 Let's yeah, get yeah. busted. Yeah, I got one Quavo story real quick. What's the Quavo story? When uh, he did this like installation at this mansion party up in like Buckhead, and I showed up with my homies. So we're there, and they were like, Quavo's gonna perform. And we're literally in a house. So I'm like, well, where? And he like performed in the living room. Literally, like if you performed in your living room right here, wow. it's like all of us in this mansion surrounding him. And Quavo is just like in the center of us doing a medley of hooks. And oh. it was so. Wait, when was that? I was, oh, you were at that me. party. Yes, that's actually that that's why I met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, remember yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. That, that you, is where I met you. Do you that remember? Because in my thought, I'm like, damn, this sounds like a dope right. party. He's describing. I'm like, wait, I was at that. I was first, shit. first off, <laughs> it was an open bar. Yes, it was all, very all open Quavo, bar. <laughs> very all Quavo inspired drinks. They had a wine cellar downstairs yeah. with a guy from Paris that was explaining to you all. The, yo, they had was, the big the the big ice sculpture. Yeah. With yeah yeah yeah. It was Jameson. What no. Was it nah, um, Crown Royal? Martel. 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 Do you Martell. remember Martell that, that that's the same house they used in Atlanta for the Champagne Poppy episode? Was it? Oh. Yeah, it is. Same mansion. Wow. Same mansion. Anyway, it was awkward as hell. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, Quavo got on like 17 chains and it's just glowing, but he's not moving. He's literally just like holding the microphone mm-hmm. and like singing a medley of hooks. While we just stare at him, no one's like moving, no one's dancing. We're just staring at him, and then it was over. Oh, it yeah. was it was so, like it wasn't hype. He wasn't like interacting with the crowd. He just did a bunch of hooks. Well, I mean, that's one of them joints where it's like, all right, Martel's gonna shoot Quavo, right? Twenty five grand, twenty grand like, just come to, to show up, just to show up. I'm gonna do a couple of these joints. Get the it was out of here. he was there for like <laughs> at least a grand total of like 25 minutes. Yeah. Oh, the party was amazing. I just thought that Great the party. performance. Great I was like, I remember the food was amazing that night. Oh, they that, the kitchen was popping. The kitchen was popping. <laughs> kitchen was popping. But look, kitchen the most the most humbling thing happened to me. This is my first time having a mansion party, right? So of course I'm walking out feeling very enthused about my life to get to my car for my battery to be dead. No, and I was like. And I was like, well, first off, it's a gated community. No one's getting in. That's th- like, true. I, I couldn't, like, I knew I could have called. They didn't want to let me in. So I knew for sure. <laughs> there wasn't going to let nobody not, else in here. You had to take a shuttle to get in there. It was not a joke. No. They, were, they were serious. Yeah. So I was like, what am I going to do? I was like, I can't ask Quavo for a jump. That's not going to work. Yeah. And it's happen. just, the funniest thing was, like, I saw this couple. And I was like, would you guys happen to have them jump a cable? And they were so excited. It was like, yes. We've been waiting to help someone all night. Because their car died last week. Same place. Same place. Their car died at the same place last week. Someone gave them a jump. So they went and got like jumper cables. Oh my God. What if that mansion is haunted? I was going to say, what drains all the batteries of all the cars? Final destination shit is this? Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) That would be crazy. Because there was nothing wrong. I didn't leave my lights on or nothing. It was just dead. It was the most randomest thing ever. Yeah, it's, it, it sounds like okay. Well, Yo, I, I haven't been invited back. This is the worst episode back. of Atlanta I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> unsolved mysteries of Atlanta. Angela Lansbury. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Shout out to Angela Lansbury. Forever. Angela Lansbury's still alive, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got to check these days, you right? Check. You got to check. Sometimes you got to double check. Know. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to put you away too early, but I don't want to give you credit for being here if you ain't here. Just so making sure everything is in line and order. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, damn, it was something I was, we were talking about, we were Travis ta- and the Migos. And- well, I think we were asking, oh. like, what trap artists actually are good performers. So, I, st- Two Chains. Mm. Yeah, Two Chains puts I on a good show. I haven't seen Change yet. Ever? Really? No, I haven't. Oh, not. man. It's very disappointing. He toured on a wheelchair. Yeah. Somehow, I missed that. Oh, man, that oh was a God. great show at Tabernacle. Yeah. Oh, wait. Really? I was there. You were there? Yeah. Fantastic show at Tabernacle. I almost fought someone. Did you? What? Yeah. Yes. Because Energy. Here's the thing. I don't give fucks anymore. I've right. been to concerts for so many years. It's always there's always that one tall asshole mm. who wanders in halfway through like the show's going on. And he just scoots right in front of like I'm gonna call them like the five fours. Like, you know there's girls that are like five foot four that can't see shit. Yeah. Right? So he stands like right in front of this girl or whatever, and I'm just and it wasn't even me. Like oh, I could wow. see just fine, but I was just like, you fucking dick. Or whatever. <laughs> I saw what you just did and we had just been waiting. So I was like, dude, you're not gonna do that. And I just I hounded him for twenty minutes. I was like, I'm not going to leave you alone. Are you fucking kidding me right now? You saw this. You saw this, Mike. And he, and after a while, and like, it got so obnoxious because his friends were like, like 10 feet away. So he just wasn't moving out of principle. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can just you're, stand you're here. separated from your friend group. And just that, to be over here to be a you're dick. being a dick. So wow. seeing that, I was just like, no, I'm not going to leave you alone. Anyway, I almost fought someone and it's fine. That's awesome. This man's like six feet tall. This man's six feet tall. And because Two Chains is on a wheelchair, oh, you, can't you can't see. see. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't, you can't see, see, see him at right. all. Now, if Two Chains was standing, it right. might be a little bit different. It, w- it would have yeah, been fine. Yeah, yeah. It would absolutely fit because Two Chains is like, what, seven foot? Yeah, so seven, like, seven, yeah. seven it three easy. It wouldn't have mattered. But no, anyway, Two Chains <laughs> but, um, is a great performer. Yeah, I you should like see I've seen Two Chains. Okay. Let me think. I saw Two Chains at the Outcast at last show. I saw two chains mm. just this past weekend at the MLS or two weekends ago. Right. I saw two chains at that that the Pretty boat, Girls Love Trap Music. The uh, boat tour. tour was great because he had a pulpit. And so he was Did a deranged he? preacher the entire time. <laughs> like literally. What? A deranged preacher? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that about the boats tour. I don't think I didn't yeah, see I didn't boats. Know. I don't yeah, I don't think I saw boats. He did do a gospel break. This sounds wow. amazing. Yeah. So he has a reputation. Okay. He's close to my That heart. is fantastic. Two chain show, definitely. But yeah, yeah, he puts on a good show. Um, what about Tip? I haven't seen Tip in a long time. I saw Ti at Greenbrier Mall when he did that title concert, and he was really? on point. He really was, was on point. Like the vocals were very much like on point, you know. Mm. Um, and I think he brought out Young Thug that night. Oh, sure. they did. But uh, 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 about uh, money. money. Oh. Yep. That's still one. Yeah. Is Thug a good performer? Have anyone seen Thug before? Thug was fun. I've never seen Thug before. Thug was fun. Thug was fun. Wait, were you at that show where he was wearing the overalls, the denim overalls? Nah, okay. I don't think so. When Wait, was that it? the was that the old masquerade show? That was at. I missed the old masquerade show. No, I think was this legendary... was at Tabernacle. Okay, I think Thug. this was at Tabernacle. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I've never seen. I just thought about that. I've never seen Thug perform. I haven't seen Thug perform. He was so much fun. He was so much fun. Tabernacle is a great place for a show. He's on. He's on, he's gonna do the J Cole tour. I'm gonna try to catch him on that J Cole tour. Oh, sure. that's Cause I want to see. I want to see the. That's such a weird, but amazing kind of setup. Lineup. Yeah. Well, yeah, just with Cole's album theme, and mm-hmm. then to take Young Thug on tour, it's just. I don't know. I don't know if it's like just like ironic. Or if it's just like he loves Young Thug, I don't know. But to I have, hope he just loves Young Thug. I hope so too. He, I mean, he gave him he gave him pretty high praise in the Angie Martinez interview. Oh yeah, what did he say? He was he was saying Angie was basically saying that you know the same thing like oh maybe people see that as like ironic thing that you would go on tour with Young Thug and he was like he was like Young Thug is ill. He was like Young Thug has like if you, he said if you know anything about melodies and flows and pockets he was like young thug is like one of the illest niggas ever and i was like okay true now i mean you can decide for yourself whether or not he's pandering or whether it's a sincere you know gesture but Mm -hmm. he sounded legit to me so i I wouldn't see if they have any pictures of them meditating together if he gets thug meditating i would trip out I would trip out. Thug said Indian happened. style and like the dressing room. Right. <laughs> yes. Like, before the performance. Yeah, before the performance. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. I think one of the worst performances I've ever seen is Post Malone in like my entire life. He oh my God. Uh, tell us everything. I've never seen Te- Post. Terrible. Post Malone pretty much gets drunk and just runs out on stage and looks like he's performing. He does nothing. I saw him um, probably like right after White Iverson took off and I really came to see Key perform. Okay. So after Key post was like super late, he gets there, hammered, and literally just like kind of like stands on stage and wobbles around. Terrible performer. He literally just doesn't do anything. Like so both the times, songs are just playing in the, the songs are just playing. He kind of mumbles some words. He holds it out to the crowd. Like it's supposed to be one of those shows where you're so into the songs you don't notice he's not doing anything. Because you're drunk, presumably. Yes. As well. Right. Does he perform over the track? Yes. The last couple times I've seen him. What the hell do you have a guitar for then, sir? I hate. I, no, I don't think uh, you're supposed to be Ed Sheeran with face tattoos. What's wrong with that's, you? That's not what he is. This is not who he is. Wow. No, nah, not unless it, unless the performance changed like the last year and a half. Like the last time I saw post was like not good. If you perform over the track, I don't care how good it is. I'm giving you no points. No points. You know you who I miss? Who was a really good performer? Oh, well, he had great shows. I don't know if he was like a good performer, but like his shows were so energetic. Bankroll Fresh. Oh. Bankroll shows were always fun. I saw Bankroll the first and only time at Streets Fest. Yeah. Yeah. And he had uh, a PJ out there. And yeah. He was acting up. I was like, wow, this is crazy. And the reception he got was crazy. And then it was like, damn, bankroll. Like, damn. He shut down on the beer and tacos at Phillips Arena. Oh, I can't that show. That was crazy. That was insane. Oh, I mean, he had like 30 guys on stage. And it's just like, it wasn't one of those like, Oh, just me and the homies, like, nah, they were, like, synchronized. It felt like, like, the like energy was so high. Yeah. Like, it was great. He he was so such a charismatic performer, too. Yeah. Like, he attracted the attention of the crowd in a way where you was there. Right. Every record job, you was there. Man. That's what I miss. I miss Bankroll's performances. I miss Bankroll, period. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, just trying to think of if there was anybody else. Um, nah, I, I I really wish Gucci was a better performer. I remember I saw yeah, him Gucci at the, has that same thing that the Migos kind of had. Like Gucci yeah. is like he kind of just a little bit of walking back and forth. Right. He's definitely not gonna jump up and down. He's definitely not gonna. Nah. He's not even really gonna give you a shoulder shimmy or no at type all, of like nah, man. charisma he's, on it. He's yeah, very casual on stage. Yeah, part of me wonders if he might have loosened up from that like homecoming show because like I remember at that time it kind of felt like he was still like trying to remember the words to like his songs. You know, right. that's how yeah. he was kind of like approaching it. But in that same venue. Jeezy, not to rub it in, yo, I'm sorry, but Jeezy at the Fox Theater was amazing. Jeezy gives it up. Does he really? Stage. Gives it up on stage. Okay. So true story. I didn't know who yo was until I put a call out for Twitter for extra TM101 tickets because I was going to go to the show, but I wanted my then boyfriend, now fiance, Mike, to come along. So I put out a call for tickets, and then yo was like, I got one. Um, I forget why you gave it up. I don't know why I bought it in the first place. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like, why did I pay for it? Because like, I, I, do I flipped it so fast. I was like, God, just, I don't know. I think I probably was being very careless with my budget at the time. And I realized it after the fact. So I was like, I got to get rid of this. Right. This got to go. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you, you messaged me and then actually like, we didn't even meet at that no. time, but like Mike went to go pick it up and then that's how we connected. And then I was like, who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> We've been best friends ever since. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you, Young Jeezy, for making this possible. Like without Jeezy, this would not be it. It would be making the world a better place. Yes. Yeah, it was Jeezy and and then I guess Quavo for you guys, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I saw. I saw. The, the only reason I knew it was you is because I think you had on your hat. Yeah, I had a, your hat on. <laughs> and I was across the yo, bar, and did, I was drinking, and I, looked, and I looked up. I was like, for a second, I stood there for a minute. I looked. I was like, I know that I know that symbol. I was like, oh, that's the guy. I was like, all right, I'm going to go talk to the guy. Yeah, Jack came over. I was so drunk. I think everyone was drunk that night. I was pissed drunk. But- <laughs> I've like, been there two hours by the time I seen you. Open bars are like... It's like heaven and hell at the same yeah, time. Yeah, they're yeah. they're so good for you, also they're terrible. I but crazy. I remember, Ja told me he was like, "Oh yeah, you work for Bossup." I was like, "Oh shit, there's somebody from Bossup in Atlanta. That's cool." Oh and yeah, that is did, yeah, literally. Yeah, first of all. I had no clue that I'd never know what kind of media people are like around here, just like creeping around. Right. But you know, a lot of people were there. First off, let's just sidebar. Why was everybody so well dressed that night? I thought I was at like a wedding. Yeah, there was. I mean, it's, it had. I think that's just that Atlanta bougie shit. Like, yeah. they had a mansion party, and it's like, oh, I have to oh, do, scale. Do some, you know, and it was it was a nice house, and I'm it like, was you know, nice it, some of the outfits made for very nice scenery, man. But <laughs> I, at the same time, it was like, yeah, y'all, some of y'all overdressed. Like, I, I have on a hoodie and a scully. <laughs> And sneakers I like, thought, like I don't know What y'all are thinking About in here But When I got the email I thought it was at a venue I was so confused And I pulled up To a gated community I was like What a, what am I here for And then I started seeing Like So My story was kind of crazy I went to the gate They told me to go To the shuttles I go to the shuttles And I see like This line of people Like an endless line of people All dressed up Like we're going to see Princess Diana And I was like What did I sign up for <laughs> 
and they had like these Mercedes Mercedes like shuttles taking like twelve people at a time, and I was like, I'm never getting in. There's just no it's way. It's not gonna happen. So so I made a call, and I went back to the gate, and they let me in. Get to the mansion, and I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, what is this? And it was like a fascinating night. Yeah. But yeah, meeting Jai that night was super cool. Um, you know, meeting you. I mean, it's cool because hip hop kind of really brought us all together. Yeah. In like some very interesting ways. And and being just people in Atlanta. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen without those two things. It doesn't happen without Atlanta or hip hop. Yeah. So. There it is. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this has been the latest episode of Something to Say. Something yep. to Say is produced by our resident white devil, Michael Sava. Yup. Um, anything you Anything you guys want to plug? <laughs> um, is there anything I want to plug? Free the whales. I want all my guys out of Sea World. Let them go. Wait, free the whales. Free, whale. whale. free oh. the whales. Wow. Free the whales. Okay. I just want. I want the whales free. That's all I got, guys. Come on, I believe in you, Willie. You can do it. You can be free. Come on.